Welcome to it. It's the Motown Rundown. It's May 27th, which is a Thursday. Uh, gentlemen, how are we doing? Great. Cold, I'm doing great. I'm cold in this basement, man. Freezing. I got a blanket covering me. Freezing. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't really sure what was going on when I hopped on the Zoom today, Collins. I looked like I got like a, what is it? It's not a starf. What a babushka. Is it? You look like a babushka. Is that like a poncho? No, I think a babushka is a Russian grandmother. I hope oh, that's not okay. A, I hope that's not like a derogatory term. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll look it up real quick. Might be canceled for that, but um, uh, poncho. Like, who thought of that? What an, like? I feel like that is just like. It, what's the point of it? It's like not a shirt, but it's not like. I don't know. I think it's a covering for when there's like uh like, when there's like a dust storm or something you put on a poncho or rain at least rain that's, poncho. that's the purpose that a poncho well, that's different a rain poncho is not even like a poncho though i feel like right it's just, it's a just like a big jacket it's like a giant piece of plastic you just wear one time i was at yeah. the lions game in pittsburgh and we were wearing blue ponchos and the fans like were fucking screaming at us telling us to go home dude nothing better than uh mid-November Big Ten game and it's the Michigan State first Purdue and you got like the ponchos up and you're like why why are we here yeah it's like oh it's like oh no Tyler O'Connor throws in the double coverage no 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 <laughs> why why are we We're like the year I'll never forget this I think it was like 2013 and Michigan State played Purdue it was when they went to the Rose Bowl so their their defense was really really good but it wasn't to the point where Connor Cook was like consistently good and they played the worst 14 to nothing game of all time. And then it was like two defensive touchdowns and MSU didn't store once on all. It was like the worst game ever. But yeah, I was in a rain poncho for that game. But yeah, ponchos, interesting concept. Yeah, this week on the Motown Rundown, what's your favorite type of poncho? What a what an electric what an electric start here on a Thursday morning for us. Oh, they're just interesting. Trent, on your comment about um about Pittsburgh fans. Just being like assholes. Was it uh, who are the Wizards playing? Was it Philly where Russ just got popped? Oh, that's Philly. Dumped, that's different. Dumped on his lid. Dude, Pittsburgh and Philly are the same state, though. No, they're they, not. Philly's on a different level than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's dude, okay. on more of that Midwestern and, blood. And then I just grouped them into the same category. With, probably, with Boston, too. It's Philly, Boston, and, and Pittsburgh. They're, that's like the asshole of American sports fans. Like they're just. Yeah. Like, they, they, they hate everything. We didn't, we, Detroit did not have a full-out melee with a, a, another team in their stand. So, <laughs> yeah, that's like the only – I would say that's the only – I don't know how the Detroit fan – Everyone. Is There's perceived. bad apples everywhere, but like Philly and Boston and New York are just – they care yeah, about their professional sports I, teams. I don't like, know how Detroit sports fans are perceived in the rest of the world because it's, you know, life's all about perspective. So I can only tell you – about what I think through the lens of, of my fandom. But I, I'd have to think that aside from the fact that there were everyday human beings as Piston fans fighting players on the Indiana Pacers at one point in the palace, I don't think that Detroit fans are anything too obnoxious. I mean, the teams aren't successful, right? So you don't really have the arrogance. The arrogance component is like the worst. And that's I because I, there's nothing worse than people who are arrogant and ignorant at the same time. And they have this like blind, like pride with their team. It's like Michigan fans. I was like just going to say, fans, 
Like that's that's like the most asinine thing about Michigan fans is number one, most of the Michigan fans you encounter did not go to U of M. And I'm not a big like you had to go there to root for them type of guy, but most of the Michigan Michigan fans you'll meet never went to U of M. And they're they're like the Yankees where it's like, oh well, there was one point in time where we were actually they're not like the Yankees because the Yankees at one point were factually like incredibly good. Michigan has never – Michigan football especially has really never been all that good. It's all that's Fugazi for I don't God. know about that. I mean, they they were good for a long time. Okay, well, yeah, they, when they were playing the Michigan school for the deaf and they wouldn't – Yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, they were like, taking them out the football when they, they weren't telling them they were recording the score. And they, they were wrote consistently down winning 10 games for about like 20 years basically. Not tw- know what I mean? Like they were pretty good with both. So well, either just, way, the blind, the, blind, the blind arrogance stuff. No, no, really for sure. Terrible. Like the ball, you know, ball. Oh, we're the red, we're the Red Sox. That that we, we're the best. That's like the thing. You liked Red Sox fans, and like, I remember buying MLB 2005 MVP with Manny Ramirez on the cover. Yeah, and I remember I love the Red Sox. And you, you, do you remember the entrance raps or the dropkick Murphys? Like, yeah, one, two, three, yeah, four. Yes, and I was in like. Like, no one. I love Johnny Damon. I love Manny Ramirez. I love Big Poppy. Fever Pitch. Yeah, Fever Pitch. Love that movie. Love everything about it. Trot Nitson. Shout out Trot Nitson. Yep. Dave Tim Roberts. Oh my God. What a That's thing. a good 30 for 32, four days in October. But, um, yes. My wow. It's really good. But, um, what's it called? But once you win and you got that little arrogance, it kind of like, can you just go away now? And, like, Detroit hasn't had that in so long. And I think the only, like, franchise in the city of Detroit that, like, you compare to something like Michigan football or New York Yankees is, like, maybe the Wings in their heyday. But, like, I, Wings – hockey fans aren't really like that. They're, like, I'm just hammered or, like, let's just, like – really like, D-match. I love the dry – you know what I mean? They're just, like, not like that. It's not – they don't – they're not howdy-towdy. Like maybe yeah. a baseball franchise or a basketball franchise or like Michigan football. Michigan, the thing that sucks about Michigan football is there's actually rational people that go to Michigan. And then there's this like, this, it's not a small minority. It's like. They drown 40%. out, they drown out the, all the reason. 40% of the fan base is complete morons and it drowns out like the 60% of the reasonable ones. And it's in Michigan. The thing about that, Michigan State has morons too, but it's more like in the 15% then. Michigan just has that stronger minority where you're like, guys, guys, I, I, I know McDamara like played good against Rutgers, but can we relax? Like, like, I can't even argue with them either. Like, there's Michigan fans that like think it's a joke. They're like, yo, here's another QB. Here, like, no. And then there's actual like Michigan fans like Hassan Haskins against this. He gets a good offensive line. Watch out. Like, that's, like, the problem with the Michigan whole fan base. There's just a really vocal, like, slight my like slight minority. That's just, like, so bad. But whatever. I uh, I guess on that note, I want to talk about – here's the thing. I'll, I'll well, Let's be transparent with the Motown Rundown folks here. There's not a ton of the stuff to talk about this week. As far as our teams, but I will say that what's what's great for conversation is we have some some national sports to talk about. I know we kind of got into a bit with the fan bases. Um, I guess let's keep rolling before we talk about the golf because we have to give Phil the thrill a nod. Um, but um, 
the the NHL and NBA playoffs are carrying on, and that's probably the most pressing thing right now. I guess part of the reason too that sparked our conversation about fan bases and Russell Russell Westbrook having popcorn dumped on his head. Did you guys happen to see all the pandemonium with the Knicks fans last night after winning? And and so to build some context here for people that don't watch the NBA, I don't blame you because sick league, but. The Knicks, I guess, what is their first playoff win since two, since 2013? Yes, sir. With Mel, and, and there was a. I had a separate. I had a separate group chat texted me like, I can't believe I, I can't believe these guys how loud they are when they like they won that game in the building like they just won the NBA Finals and Game Seven on a buzzer beater. And then I'm like, well, like I'm like, yeah, you know, like that's kind of ridiculous. They just won one game. And then you go to Twitter. And you see these people are like not rioting, rioting is the wrong word, but they're parading in the streets after winning one game from the Atlanta Hawks in a four five matchup. And it's like I there was a part of me that was like, you know what? Good for these people, because it has it. I, I would kill to be in a building for a playoff game watching one of my teams and to go. I mean, 2013 is like and you have to give. I don't like the Knicks, but I understand there's a certain element of like they're a pretty. I kind of do like the Knicks, but they're a Am pretty I crazy for saying that. I no. guess I, I don't know, but they're a story franchise. I get what basketball means to that city, and the Knicks, like, yeah, have been kind of a joke for quite some time. But like to get your first playoff win since 2013, that's not like the big. There are much bigger monkeys on the backs than sports. Like well, we live they, with many of them. They, but like. The Knicks were, like, for the 80s and 90s, were historically just, like, okay, they're the three seed in the East. Yep. Like, they're going to have a fun series. They might, like, get to the Eastern Finals and then lose, like, whatever. And then they made it to the Finals in 95 when Jordan retired. But I, like, I find it, like, super, super, like, so about the Knicks, like, that the other New York teams I like, don't have, the Mets a little bit. I, like, love the Knicks for some reason, and it might just be the fact that I love Patrick Ewing. I don't love know why Patrick I like Ewing. Patrick Ewing. All like the historic, like every time Patrick Ewing, they do like one of those old NBA legends interviews. Every single time it's just like, I wanted to beat his ass. <laughs> like that's like <laughs> his response to everything. So I just love him. It makes me laugh. So it's like Bill Lambeer and Rick Mahorn. He's like, oh, I if I could smack them upside the head right now, I would. He like would say something like that. That's what I love. Yeah, isn't yeah, he in the like, Bad Boys 30 for 30? Doesn't he have a quick little snippet? Yeah, it's bad something boys? like that. He's like, I hated Lambeer. But also the Reggie Miller versus the Nets is like my favorite 30 for 30 ever. It's good. Like the, Very good. Time, whenever it's called, fantastic. But hey, um, people forget the Knicks made it to the finals in 1999 as an eight seed. I think it was 2000. It was it was 99 because the Spurs won. That was Tim Duncan's first title. Yeah, I remember. Right, it was, uh, yeah, because it was a uh, lockout year. Yep, 50 Larry feet. Johnson four point play against the Pacers. People forget. Grandmama. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. That was a, the weirdest tangent I've ever been on in this show. Maybe. <laughs> no next. It's not. It's not. Yeah, no, no, but like just like random. Like what, let's throw on a New York Knicks tangent. But like getting back to what I was trying to say, the Knicks have like any team that's kind of got that like plucky underdog type of five, like. And their city kind of like bats and embraces them. The crowd's gonna be electric, and like that's what they were in the '90s. And like you could talk about like the mellow teams. There wasn't the same energy there was in those playoff games at the Garden than there is for this team. And because it's the way they play, 
That's like I having a team that like say, okay, we're gonna be ugly and defensive. And that's what made the piss to 04 Pistons and like that whole era of the going to work Pistons, like like kind of just like the fan base is kind of like, oh, I love these guys. Like I, we have an identity. Having an identity and your like fans like identify with it is the coolest thing ever. And I wish one of the teams in Detroit would get one of those. Yeah, agreed. I think part of the reason that the energy was different in 2013, if, if I must slip this in there, was because they were the seventh seed playing LeBron. So they really had yeah, enough but hope. Still, still. But like, they no, I, I get what you're saying. I get it. Yeah. Um, I, I, hmm. I like the Knicks too. My only gripe with this Knicks team right now is the, all the Julius Randle MVP talk. He has no chance, and and really, he does not deserve MVP. If you want to like give him like All NBA third team or something like that, go for it. But the fact that I would be living in a world where Julius Randle has more MVPs than Chris Paul would make me want to gouge my eyes out. But that's just me. Yeah, he's not. Dude, he's not winning an MVP. Well, I know he's he's not gonna win it, but like people. He, there's no way he's going to win it, but people are acting like he has well, a case and he, he doesn't even have a case. Like he's, well, he's looked horrible. These first two games, uh, just horrible. He rose. Well, shout he's going to win it, but uh, yeah, he, no, he doesn't have a case, the, uh, right. his case uh, is that he made the Nets not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's like when I was at the White Sox game in Chicago and Jose Abreu would come to the plate and there would be like two outs in like the third inning, and people are chanting MVP for Jose. He won MVP last year. Right? You look at you look at the scoreboard, and you're like, he's batting like two fifteen. Like MVP of what? Because he won the MVP last year. That's like reasonable. Jose Abreu did. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, all right. You're like, why are they why are they giving this guy this MVP chant? This bum. Oh. He won the MVP. I didn't know. Whatever. Um. Well, but Kyle, you brought up a good point. I don't want to. I don't want to steal your thunder, but no. But bring it up. Bring it up. Pre-show when we were trying to brainstorm ideas of how to carry the show longer than 15 minutes today on this same topic, you raised the question of get. Let's sit, like let's set all things equal, okay? All things equal. Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Wings are all in the playoffs. No, I say we. Or do we not set all things equal? No, we, we, no, exclude, we have to we exclude, exclude the Lions. Lions. Exclude Lions exclude because the Lions. the Lions have never had a home playoff game, so if they did, the crowd would be off the charts. The, the city would might burn. Yes. Okay, so so let's go Wings, Pistons, Tigers. Obviously, it's been some time since we've seen any of those teams, not only like in the playoffs, but I mean, I guess – when was the last time the Tigers were in the playoffs? It wasn't 2012, was it? 15. I want to say 2014. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 14. What, what do you What do you think is is the is the best crowd out of, out of those three teams? I I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you right now it ain't the Pistons. But was, you know what? Hold on. I, I you made a great point earlier, Collins, about the identity of that going to work team. There's something about basketball and especially the way that the NBA has changed and the way the game is played now that this Pistons team right now from the one game that I've watched of these guys in the last two <laughs> of my life, 
There's just something about the, but I think the makeup of like Isaiah Stewart kind of brings that like rough and tough, like he's good on the boards, like he they, he plays hard. Sadiq Bay's like he's not that flashy, but he like he can shoot the ball and he grinds. And like Killian's not a very flashy point, but the, the point being is that they they kind of have this like makeup of they're not the cookie cutter. NBA like hero ball type shit and I think people I love that I think people resonate with that so I don't know I, I think that now too because we've never seen we've never seen a, a, a obviously we haven't seen a playoff game in Little Caesars Arena period but you haven't seen what this fan base can bring to a to a playoff basketball game in the city of Detroit not that like it would be all that different from what you see in Auburn Hills, but I'm just saying like, you know, you bring the team downtown, who knows what you got buzz wise come playoff time. I don't, I don't know. I would just think that the Red Wings, the Red Wings after all this time going from like the highest of highs of being that step franchise that's always in the playoffs, they win cups, it's hockey town. And then you fall to essentially rock bottom for the Red Wings to get to the point where they're in the playoffs again with this team that you've been seeing, you know, trying to rebuild and it's Steve Eiserman's back and it's his team in the playoffs and it's your first playoff hockey game in Little Cedars Arena. I think that place would be buzzing off the charts. And if you've watched any of the NHL playoffs, and I know that the Canadian teams still don't have fans in the stands, which is absolutely insane especially when you have Toronto and Montreal playing against each other. And in the rare case that Toronto gets to the Stanley cup final, which I don't think they will, but if you have to move Toronto to like Arizona, like they've kind of been talking about to let them play games in the U S that would be the biggest joke I've ever seen. Dude, Rebs. Don't yeah. you think though, if they moved it to the States and I, I think it's really hard to travel back and forth from Canada and United States I think there would be droves of Leafs fans. Yeah, you're like, like, uh, fuck it, we're going. Like it, here for two, they'd be in if if the hub was. Like, yeah, you know what? Life savings on a hotel room. Let's go. Like they would do that. They would. I I agree, but I would just say watching these NHL playoffs, and I do kind of want to mix in some NBA NHL playoff talk as far as what we've been watching after this conversation, but. I think the Red Wings would just be to see them in the playoffs would be absolutely electric. Tigers too, like I think playoff baseball just has that buzz about it. And there's not like cause cause playoff baseball, you're you're hanging on to every pitch, right? So it's like it's it's a classy game, it's a slow game, but I always just think back to like the Maglio home run against the A's. Like that's I that's if there's like one if there's one Detroit sports moment that I think I'd want to be in the building for in my lifetime I would say like the Maglio home run is probably one if not it's like one B to like something else because the wing win the cup in 08 in in Detroit you know and I wasn't like around really as a functioning human when the wings are winning cups in 01 02 and 98 and whatever so yeah final answer Red Wings. Rabs I, I think you're along the same lines because, I mean, what's it called? We haven't seen a playoff team LCA. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess the Pistons made it, it to LCA as the first playoff team, but they were an eight seed. They weren't good. Blake Griffin was hurt. Andre Drummond was a pussy. 
So you, it didn't really were, matter. I told you they were getting swept. I hadn't watched the game all year. And I was like, yeah, well, no it didn't. Way. It didn't help that Blake Griffin couldn't walk, and he was their yeah. best player that whole year. And then Andre Drummond literally put up a horrible game, like this worst <laughs> game, worst four games of the year. But I digest. I digress. But um, I think like the first like good good team in LCA, like that will be electric. But like in general, dude. I really think it's more of a baseball town than any of those two sports. And when the Tigers are good, it buzzes. It really, like, you. I'll never remember, I mean, never forget going to an Oakland A's Detroit Tigers ALDS game. And it's a 35 degrees. And every, like, 45-year-old man is this blackout drunk, screaming at Coco Crisp. And, like, getting fired up by, like, Doug Fister throwing, like, fly balls. He's like, wow, I love this guy. He works quick. Like, I, I just think in general, it's more of a baseball. T- like, hey, it's hockey town. I Like, they always talk about this. I think Terry Foster always used to say this. There's 20,000 Detroit Red Wings fans in Detroit, and they go to every single game. Like, I think there there is there's a rabid hockey fan base in, this, in, like, the state of Michigan and in Detroit. I just think when the Tigers are good and when the wins are good, I think more people gravitate to the Tigers. I just, I've always thought that. My right. my opinion, and, and I think playoff hockey is more electric than baseball. But I'm just saying, as a city, for like when you think about like people outside the stadium, like getting all fired up, and the city's just buzzing that day, I think a Tigers playoffs would have a bigger effect because it's also harder to make it to the playoffs in baseball than it is hockey. But I just think it would. I think for a franchise like the Tigers, who haven't won since '84, but they've been on the doorstep twice or three times in that time period. Like it, I guess it also really just depends what you want, man. If you want a crowd that's on their feet the entire game, then it's the wings, right? Because hockey's just more fast paced. That's how it is. But if you are hanging on to every pitch, like Rab said, and you want that Ordonez moment, then it's, it's clearly baseball. I would lean baseball. Um, the Pistons are just behind the eight ball. Like as this question is even asked, because it's like, they're a historic franchise. They've got three titles, but like, we're talking about the Tigers and the Wings, and basketball just isn't nearly as big as baseball or hockey. Well, I will say this, though. The Palace was a better crowd than the Joe was the last – like when they were both at their peak. I stand by that. Well, the Palace it was, was bigger. It, the Palace is bigger. It wasn't even that. It was this – the two sticks in the Palace compared to Joe Lewis kind of being like – Joe Lewis was like our dump, but it wasn't a night nice, – like it wasn't the nicest facility, and it buzzed. I'm not saying it didn't. It's an electric facility. But like the freaking the the noisemakers at the palace, the fire, the whole atmosphere at playoff Pistons games. Yeah, I I just think at, when it was at its peak in like oh three oh four oh five oh six oh seven oh eight was better than what the wins were. But that's also like at a time where the wins were like we're making the playoffs every year. It doesn't matter if we win a first round or second round game. It's about winning the top. Like you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. They're two different franchises. Yeah, I mean, you can do you can do more with the entertainment in basketball because I mean, I I think that hockey's come a very long way. Like Vegas now, it's like it's like you're going to a fucking Cirque du Soleil show before the game actually starts in Vegas. But no, I hear you. Like, and that that Pistons team, granted, you're watching five guys on the floor, so like the going to work Pistons were just were just absolutely unbelievable to watch, but. Yeah, I, I, I 
Collins, I think it's been – it feels like it's been so – it feels like it's been so long since the Red Wings have been good. I – it's – it yes. You're I, right. You're right. You need – you I, – I, Collins, I, I can't wait for the day where the Red Wings, like, have – they pop off, like, an unreal regular season, and they're coming into the playoffs, and they're up, like, 3-1 on a team, coming back to LCA, and, like, that it, it is – you don't get yeah, that place will town. buzz, dude. You don't get the name Hockey Town for no reason, and I, I, I get the sentiment of like, you can go back and forth of like, well, Michigan's more it's of a football a... state, or but it's a baseball city in Detroit, but it's also Hockey Town. I just think I, I, dude, I totally agree with you, man. And you kind of see it like we've, we're in this unique. I think we're in this unique age bracket where, like, growing up, we were so privileged to see like the Red Wings were just the the absolute class of the NHL. The Pistons won a title in 04, 05. The Tigers had those unreal teams, you know, for years with the Miggies and the JVs and the, like all those teams we got to watch. And even like, I mean, I don't know, the Lions obviously have always sucked, but at least we got to see the Megatron years and the Stafford years. And now with, for us, you know, we, we kind of got slighted in the sense of, like, I can't appreciate an 08 Cup with the Wings like I could if they win the Cup in 2025, if that makes sense, just because you obviously can appreciate and understand it more as the older that you get. But we're, like, in this phase now where we've, we've, we've come off that high of them all being good. They all suck. And now you just got to hope. And they were talking about this on the Valeni show the other day of, like, the Clippers being this like snake bitten team of like, can they ever get it done? And it, it raises a good question that we talk about a lot of like, what if the, like, what if the lions or the, or the tigers never win it in our lifetime? And as ridiculous, Oh my God, don't say that. What I'm just saying is as ridiculous as that sounds like people were born and lived entire lives and died without seeing the Cubs win a world series. But my point, and being, the lions, my point being is like, you have to, you have to think that we're going to get to see this upswing of Detroit sports at some point. And you're going to get to see like all these people that have kind of gone away. And it's like, God, is it really hockey town? Like no one, like everyone just shits on the Red Wings, but when they're good, man. And I don't think that I'll ever see a Red Wings team that was as stacked as the teams we grew up with, like the Datsuks and the Zetterbergs and the Lidstroms and the Cron, like those teams, like you had hall of famers on that team. I don't yeah. know if you'll, if you'll see teams like that, but I mean, God, dude, having a good hockey team in hockey, it's, they Rebs, shot the I, in the foot too by taking hockey town off the ice out of the logo. Like that, that was stupid. I don't know why they did that. No, it was a, I, I, it was, I think it was like this rebranding thing of like, Let's give it a fresh look and clean because they they rebranded the whole hockey town like, and you don't even hear them use hockey town anymore too. By the way, like, and it was know. like their go to thing. Yeah, so I don't know. It's maybe they're I don't maybe they're waiting for them to get good again. But I don't. I'll it's weird. Me. I don't know. Your Rabs, you are right. I think out of all the teams, like the Pistons have been really bad, but like they flirted with the playoffs and they were actually in the playoffs, and the Tigers like. They've been really bad for a long time, but we also had, like, I think, I don't know, for some reason, like, I feel like the wins were in the playoffs the same year the last year the Tigers were in the playoffs, but it just, it feels longer with the wins. 
Yeah. No, it does. It like has like it's like, dude, it feels like ten years since the wins have been like in playoff hockey, but it's probably been what five. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying. Maybe less than that. Well, their they, last it wasn't it first round against the Lightning in like 2014. They lost. Yeah, they, I had, say my, they had those years where they just couldn't get past the Lightning, and then it all just kind of came to an end. But yeah, but like, I don't know. It just like I'm trying to, 2016. I think was their last playoff series because my senior year of high school was the last year at the Joe, and they didn't make the. That was the first year they didn't make the playoffs, right? Yeah, because they ended it in the regular. I think it was Zetterberg. Yeah, Riley Shahan scored two goals. Yeah, after he for a whole year. Yeah. Thank you, Kowalchats, for taking me to that game. By the way, that was pretty sick. But um, li- like, I don't know, Ravs. You're kind of convincing me that the wins would be the most electric. I don't know what it would be. No, dude, trust me. If you if you were because like I mean, dude, being in the Joe like twenty or I'm sorry, LCA like twenty thousand people only packed into that place like. You Collins, you've been to enough Red, Away, Red Wings games. You know how. I had, you, to be fair, I yeah. I'm not going to act like I've been to a million like playoff games. I've probably been to like 15 Red Wings games. I don't think I've ever been to a playoff game ever of any team. Really? I don't, never. I've, I've never been to been. a bunch of Pistons once, then a bunch of Tigers once. That's sad, and that's hey, when it comes time, I'm spending the money to do it, but. Well, what's it called? To bring TV back in. I, I This conversation, we had to take out the Lions because if the Lions, God forbid the Lions ever get like a first round bye and it's like, okay, they win this game. We're going to the like NFC championship game. Yeah. Like, the, the Silverdome shook. My Aunt Mary Joe still tells me this story. Ryan, it was shaking. The building was moving when <laughs> Barry had that run against the Cowboys. Like it wouldn't even be a conversation. Yeah, I look, the Lions thing is, look, every year with my season tickets, they give you this option where you can opt into the playoffs early, but you got to put a down payment, and I always pay my dollar. <laughs> I just I just am ready for it. It probably ain't going to happen this year. But, yeah, I mean, dude, for a building, for a, for a professional sports arena to be built in 2002 and still not host a single playoff game is a little – I mean, that's a little ridiculous. Um not really when you bring in the context that the Lions have only made the playoffs like three times in that span. So you kind of figure they haven't been that great to the point where they're not going to have a home game. Plus they've been in the division with Aaron Rodgers, whatever. It's neither here nor there. Um, I mean, I think we all agree that the Lions are a consensus one if they're in the conversation. The problem is we don't even know what that looks like. Yeah. So it's like, we're just judging off what we've seen and what we've seen is the Pistons, Wings, and Tigers. So my, my final answer, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll concur with you guys. I think it'd be the Wings, I guess. You pack 20,000 Wings fans into, oh in, into LCA. Yeah, you I, the, I, they haven't been good in LCA once. Like the Pistons have flirted with being kind of decent in LCA. The Wings haven't been good in LCA once. So for them to be good in LCA, and I think LCA will get very, very loud. Like I've seen the Michigan State-Oakland game. This is like a really bad example but that the first time they played in LCA and OU like gave Michigan State all they had. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they Michigan State was like actually on the ropes and there was a ton of Michigan fans there. There's a ton of Michigan State fans. That place was loud. It was like really loud. So I think like any team that is like good in LCA, like the two sits in there are really good. So I, I, I think it would buzz if the winds, obviously it would buzz if the winds got bad there, but they haven't been good there once. So it would be just such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I'd just be nice to see one team, man. I, I mean, but hey, I you know Pistons the, next year are making the playoffs. 
They yep. could. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, the silver lining is just that it, I think seeing them, seeing them be bad is going to make play. Like it's like the Knicks, dude, they've been like these, they weren't even supposed to be here this year too. It's like, so that's, what's cool about it. But I want to talk about, but we, we will get to the Tigers today at some point. Um, let's talk about the NHL and NBA playoffs for a sec, just for the sake of it's going on. Um, I guess we can start with the NBA. I really, the only games I really watched were like, I, I watched that Lakers, uh, no, I didn't watch the Lakers. Who did the Warriors play in that Memphis? I watched that play in game for a bit. Did which you, actually did had, you see, did you see Tillman's three? Yeah. I, oh yeah. Cause didn't he miss one real bad? Like right before that? I, I don't know, but I, I just saw the make and I went nuts. And then he made one. I was like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I watched that game. I don't really have any thoughts. I don't watch enough NBA basketball to have thoughts on the play-in tournament, but um, I watched that a bit. I think the game two Lakers-Suns, like if you're a, like a gambler, I'm, I would have bet my entire life savings on the on the Lakers winning that game. That was the easiest pick ever because you knew LeBron wasn't going to lose two in a row. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? What are you guys? What are you guys seeing? What's TB? You worried at all? No, no the Lakers. No, not at I, all. What should I be watching, Trent? What? What's? 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 The, what's the series to watch? What do you? What do you like? What do you? You know see? what? This is gonna sound weird because it's too old. But Clippers, Mavericks, dude. The Mavericks are the Mavericks are giving the Clippers the business right now, and it's kind of fun to watch because. I, okay, first of all, I don't want to go. I don't want to go on a tangent, but like. Remember when Doc Rivers got fired and everyone was saying that he was the reason they blew a 3-1 lead and I got Paul George over here talking shit about Doc Rivers and now Doc Rivers is the coach of the number one seed out east and has squashed the myth that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid can't play together and the Clippers are down 2-0 to the Mavericks when they intentionally lost their final two games of the season to avoid the Lakers and play the Mavericks over the Trailblazers. I just don't get it, dude. That's asinine. Like, you can say that strategy. It's not. This is why you're a losing franchise. And if the Lions did the same thing, I would say the same exact shit, dude. You don't intentionally lose games to, to strategically choose your first-round matchup. If you are that team, you can beat anybody. Like, that should be your mentality, not the stupid, like, oh, well, you know, if we win this game, we got to play the, the Trailblazers, and Dame is really good, and, and, and then we got to play LeBron in the second round. It's like, dude, shut up. All you wanted was LeBron last year. You guys – I, I have Kawhi Leonard commercials with the King crown keychain on his on his uh, whatever, his, his car keys and saying this is L.A. and it's his city now. And then he blows a 3-1 lead to the Nuggets, and now he's down 2-0 to the Mavericks. So that that's that. I still think the Clippers are going to come back and make that a series. That one might go six or seven. Um, other than that, Rabs, I mean, Nuggets, Blazers is always box office because Dame is so fun to watch. Um, I mean, I don't know. I love the Grizzlies. I just don't think there's any way they can win that series now that Donovan Mitchell's back in the mix. But, I mean, the Suns-Lakers hasn't disappointed. Um, Collins, to answer your question, I'm not concerned about the Lakers because I just – I think there, there's got to be some stat out there. LeBron just doesn't win game one, like, ever. It's, like it, – it's bizarre. Like, he doesn't win game one. And, and – I don't necessarily subscribe to the fact that it's a feel out game and he's like trying to lose. I don't get that at all. Like I, that's not true. Um, but like, 
he just doesn't win game one. It's the weirdest thing ever. Uh, he comes like I, I I saw a stat today. The Lakers are six and zero now in the LeBron era following a playoff loss. So I'm not too concerned about the Lakers as long as AD just isn't a pussy and just plays like a man. I mean he's he's gonna be the sec. He is like even if Chris Paul's healthy, he's the second best player on the floor. AD is so. I don't know. Those are my thoughts. I think the Lakers end up getting the series done in five now. Um, especially okay. seeing, well, especially seeing dude, seeing how banged up Chris Paul is, like they don't have a chance if Chris Paul isn't healthy. I would agree with that. I Chris think the Paul's Lakers like, won in six. Okay, six. I'll I'll accept six, but Chris Paul's had like eight points and five points in both games so far. So yeah. like he's just not he's not effective. They don't they correct me if I they don't reseed in the NBA. I know no. that. So what's it called? So late, say Lakers move on. Who they play next round? Um, they would play the winner of the four, not the four five. Yeah, the four five, right? No, because no, that's the three Clippers, six. The Clippers, Mavericks. It's the three six, which is the Nuggets and Blazers. They would be both of them. Yep. The the Lakers. What's it called? Everyone was making out the West to be this like gauntlet. Guess what? I don't trust Utah. I actually did kind of trust Phoenix, but TB made a great point. CP did not – he can't shoot. And that's just like yeah. if you're able to play off him, he can't really facilitate the same way. Campaign played really good, though, surprisingly, at the end of that last game. I, I forget Devin who it was. I, I, not to cut you off, Collins, I forget who it was who was like – I knew Chris Paul was in trouble when someone had to help him get his warm-up off because his shoulder he can't yeah, lift like, over. Yeah, like, yeah. But anyways, Devin Booker – And Devin Booker has – it blown me away. I thought he was kind of like a guy just put up numbers on a bad team. He's been really good in this playoff so far. So, I, I mean, I think the Suns will do him six, but like, if, see, I thought they were the best test for the Lakers. I truly believe that. Everyone was like, oh, they don't have size. Aiden's too soft. Aiden's been really good in this series so far. Yep. And, uh, and Anthony Davis is just like, okay, if I don't hit my threes, I guess I'm going to be like non-effective, which is like really weird. Yeah, I, I – for the life of me, the fact that he won't play the five is the most annoying thing in the entire world. Well, I think he's it's play the five, dude. I, I think it's just – I don't think he minds on offense. It's defensively. He doesn't want to guard like Embiid and Jokic and those guys, which I kind of get. He can, though. He's at the be- one of oh, the I best know. defenders in the league. It doesn't I, make any sense. No, I know. I just think he doesn't enjoy it as much. But let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Andre Drummond's been fantastic with the Lakers. I have to at least bring that up. I hate – I he he's Baltimore on this show. We don't bring him up. <laughs> we don't talk about him. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about Andre Drummond. Also, last thing I want to say: the Nets and Lakers. Nets Nets are gonna cut down the Nets. Literally, really? they cut down the Nets. At, Have you watched them recently, dude? Yes. Offensively, against, they're unstoppable against the fucking Celtics, dude. Like I, 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 I TB. Like this isn't even a LeBron thing. I just think it's like one of those things where the Nets are just way better. I, I give it to and you. I, I think, and I don't think LeBron's healthy. I really don't think LeBron's healthy. I think by then he might be. My my thing with the Nets, dude, and, and this isn't really a hot take, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but they just they don't guard anybody, dude. Like they they get down nine, twelve points and they, and they come back like that. I get it. It's like nothing, but it's just like the Celtics aren't good. Like the Celtics were in the play. No, t- I, I get that, T B, but like I think the Nets' worst matchup is Philly. I truly believe that. I, I, I believe get, that. Too. I think it's going to be one of those scenarios if they get by Philly, they're going to win it all. But I also want to – or, or Milwaukee, because Milwaukee's not a great matchup. I think they would boat race the Lakers. 
Well, because the, really the, the thing the thing is, is Milwaukee looks better than they did last year. Like I know Shut people don't Forbes. and and they're gonna have to pick them. Or they're gonna have to play the Nets in the next round. It's gonna be Bucks Nets. So I just don't sleep on Milwaukee. Like that that's a great defensive team with yeah, some, but, good, yeah. some good rim protectors. They're they're great in transition. Like they could give the Nets fits at least. But I agree with you, Collins. I think the Nets make it to the finals, but I just I, I like the Lakers. I don't know. I think the late I, I the Lakers just don't look like right. You know what I mean, TB? Like last year in the playoffs, like even when they would have those games, like they dropped game one to the Rockets, they dropped game one. I think to the Blazers too yep, they last did. year, yeah. but they like came back and you're like, okay, this team's fine. Like whatever. Like it, it, I didn't get that sense last game, and I haven't really gotten that sense from this team the last like three weeks. I just really don't – there's something off with the Lakers, and I honestly don't think they make it to the finals. But, like, gun to my head, if I'm going to try and put money on any other team in the West, I can't come up with one. It's just one of those things where, like, I, there's something up with the Lakers. Yeah. Like, this year, they, they kind of had, like, a bat – like, if you're talking about having a season that's just, like, in a regular season that couldn't go worse, it did. Like, everything that could have went wrong for the Lakers, really, at the back half of the season did. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think it's going to be tough for recovering from that. So give me the Nets winning the title. All right, that's fair. I guess my last, my final little point for the Lakers is just that like they're just deep as hell, and and I understand that that can be that can be a detriment sometimes. Like Collins, we talked all year on Green and White about the Michigan State Spartans having no rotation and and basically just having twelve guys who say, okay, Malik, well, play, play five minutes for no reason. Thanks, yeah. Tom. Yeah. Yeah, but no, the Lakers do that. I mean, they've got Montrez Harold didn't play a single minute in, in game two. You know what I mean? And he, he won six man of the year last year. You know, you still got like Markeith Morris, who doesn't play that many minutes, but he's a nice undersized center. Uh, Kyle Kuzma only played like 12 minutes in game two, but he, he can get hot. You know, there's like, there's just guys all over the roster. Like Marcus Saul came off the bench, hit a couple threes. Ben McLemore still hasn't gotten any minutes. So, and, and of course you have the greatest player ever. You've got the best defensive big in the league. So I just like – I'll roll the dice with that. And, Collins, I completely agree with all your points. Like, the Lakers, something looks a little different. They don't really look like they're meshing that much. And I would agree with you in, in every aspect except for the fact that they won the title last year. So it's like I don't really know how much – you know, they can always fall back on that and, and try to regroup from there. But I, I just think – I think the Suns might give them a couple more close games, but I think they'll finish it out in five. That's just me. Rams, who is your NBA pick? Then we can shift to the chill. Dude, if if you guys think that anyone other than the Lakers are winning the title, you guys are baked. No, like, you I, do it. Have you you haven't watched any of that? I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say I love I I love this take from Rabs because like he agrees with me, but it's funny because Rabs, like hand up, always talks about how he never watches NBA. So like, I, here's the here's the thing. I I say it all the time. Sports are the only thing that I'm interested in in this life of mine. So I'm always like very in touch to who's good, who's not good. And like I watch enough ESPN highlights to tell you a little bit about each team for the most part. But like, am I going to be the guy to sit here and bet against LeBron? No, I, I, there is no one in the world that wants to see the Nets lose more than I do. Like that, the Nets are like the antichrist of everything that I stand for as a basketball purist, I, I like I, the Lakers, dude. Like I, it was like they lose game one of the Suns, and I got to hear like, oh, like they just don't look right. The Lakers, like, dude, 
They got the best player in the world. They'll figure it out. So I, the Lakers, the Lakers are my pick because if I sit here and give you another team and the Lakers win it, and I'm the guy that was sitting here telling you that I don't think LeBron was going to win, then like, I look like a, like an idiot. So the Lakers, there, there, there's, there's a universe where the Lakers don't win. There's, there's not several universes where the Lakers yeah, don't win. I'm sure there is, but Collins is right. They have their issues, blah, blah, blah. I just I, – Collins is exactly right, too, though. Like, in the West, I don't – I can't give you a team that I'm confident in yeah, uh, beat no, the no. Lakers. So, I think they at least make it to the finals. The question is – Collins, my last question for you, then we can move on to the NHL. But, like, do you think any other team in the East would beat the Lakers? Like, if it was Sixers-Lakers, would you pick the Sixers or, or I the Bucs? That would be interesting because you could throw Simmons and Thibault on LeBron, and they're probably, like, two of the top five defenders, especially win defenders in the league. And and beat AD would be interesting because I think if you put AD at five, that'd be a mismatch. Kind of not a mismatch because Embiid's just been so good. Um, I think that weirdly, like the everyone was like the West is way better than the East. I think the three top teams in the East are all better than the like the three top teams in the West. Agree, agree completely. I truly believe that. And I think the only two teams that could beat the Lakers in the East are the Sixers and the Nets. I. As much as I want Giannis and I love the Bucks, I just don't trust some final three minutes of the game. You can't really shoot free throws, and their offense usually gets stagnant. And Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton have been better in late-game situations, but I'm not going to trust them over LeBron AD situation. You know what I mean? So yep. I, 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 I think the Sixers and the Nets and the Lakers, and I want it like the Clippers have the pieces, but like it's clear that there's just nothing there. Yeah, they're just a collection of good players, not an actual good team. So I, I and I would have loved the Nuggets with Jamal Murray. I really would have, but like they don't have them. So I think it's like those three teams. Agreed. Is uh, is anyone watching the NHL playoffs? I have been, Raps. I've started to watch a little bit, dude. I I gotta tell you, it's like every year I kind of take it for granted, right? where like oh there's a lot of games on like I don't have to sit here and watch every single one dude that's like my like my like old man thing now of like how I find peace in life is I get up in the morning I go to work I come home and it's like I got three games back to back to back on I'm eating dinner and I'm sitting on the couch watching every second of all of these games and I gotta say, and that's maybe this is a bit this is a bit bold, and it probably is, but these playoffs have been some of the best hockey that I've watched in such a long time. I mean, every single one of these series has like its own own piece to it of like it's it just it's just must see TV. And I know like you know I know Trent's not locked into the NHL playoffs. I get it, but I I'm. I can't even express how pleased I've been. And there's so many series to watch that have just been phenomenal. I know a lot of them have wrapped up. Um, I don't know, Collins, what do you think? I don't, what, what's, what's caught your eye? I, I feel like as opposed to me just rambling about each series, I want to, I want to know what you're thinking. Trent, too, well, if you've been watching any of it. Well, what's it called? The whole, like, I think the mainstream and like, the one thing, I one thing I want to ask you, this is like not off the playoffs. Wayne Gretzky, Moving to TNT as an analyst, do you think he'll be good? I actually think he'll be, like, unreal. Yeah, I think the thing with 
I don't know. I mean, he definitely made the move. And like, he, I think when he, it, it might've been on social media where he threw out his own quote of like, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Him moving to TV like that is a huge deal. How much do you think he's getting paid, dude? It has to be astronomical. They probably gave him a blank check. It, it, and like, that's, that's the thing too, is like, obviously for the fair weather fan, like you hear Gretzky and you, you like, you know, game recognized game. But I think he'll be really good. I think he's probably got some – I mean, he's been around the game for so long, and he's so in touch with these – for a guy that's, like, on like older, he's still very in touch with a lot of these, like, younger guys, and he's still very, very active in the NHL, obviously, and he has been since he left the game. So I'm just excited to hear what his insight is. Like, I – you know, he's obviously the great one. I'm not going to say I, – I, I think there's – it's all said and done. People will look at McDavid and Crosby and be like, these guys are up there too, but I'm incredible. Okay, that, that's a good segue. That's a good segue. Okay, I'm excited. To- They're going to be saying that about McDavid when he can't beat the Winnipeg Jets. We're oh, not that okay, good. Dude. And like, okay, so that's a good, that's the good series to bring up. So obviously. That's the most, I think that's the most mainstream, like, oh, McDavid's turning into Mike Trout, which I don't think is fair because I think, Connor McDavid captivates more of the hockey audience. Oh, yeah. And well, let, Trout. let me uh, – there's some yeah. things to, to touch on here. So, obviously, Edmonton comes in as the two seed out of four teams that come out of the north. They get swept by Winnipeg, who's the three seed. There, There's that conversation about – well, first of all, to your point, it is kind of embarrassing – that like they didn't get a game out and it seemed like in many stretches of that series, you're looking at Edmonton, like what the fuck are like, they, well, had- they all played them like every single game, basically Winnipeg did. You mean? No, like the Edmonton. I mean, you lose three of those games in OT. Yeah. I mean, I just think the thing with Edmonton is like Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl is probably the best. I would say is the best tandem that you have in hockey right now. And it just goes to show like, the Oilers are not very deep on the blue line. Mike Smith is their starting goaltender. He's like 38 years old. Not to knock on Mike Smith because he's had some incredibly impressive stretches of hockey, but they didn't really have much help in their backup in Koskinen. And like, I don't think he's any good. So you, you play with what you got. I don't think that Edmonton was deep enough to really like make a run. I think they were going to get beat by Toronto either way if they came out of this series, but you just look at a team like Winnipeg, who they're pretty loaded up front, and they play a scrappier game. They're tougher defensively. I think their blue line's a lot deeper. But I hear you, man. I mean, I just feel bad for McDavid and Drysaddle because they didn't really have a ton of help. I don't think either of them had a point through the first two games of the series, which is kind of – you're kind of scratching your head. But then, you know, you hear the stat of, like, these two have never gone – more than like two games in a row without registering a point between the two of them. And they get on the score sheet in game three. But what, what made me so, what was so ridiculous to me is like, I got to listen to Stephen A. Smith on sports center. Like that was a lot to stop. Stop. Like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, and he like, how do you let a guy, how do you let he a guy admitted it. that was why it was funny, dude, shut stop being but, but how, how do you let a guy who leads off with like, I don't watch hockey. And then it t- was a fair point, but it's, it's not like, that's the thing. It's like, okay. Yeah. The NBA Did he say anything that was wrong. 
I think it's wrong from the standpoint of like this guy's an NBA guy who, yeah, NBA sick league. You got two good players and you're immediately in the fucking conference finals every year. Like that's how the NBA works. The NHL, dude, you can have two or three guys that are just carry the load. But once you get to playoff time, if you're not a deep team and you're not firing on all cylinders, you got no shot. So that's like what you see for out of Edmonton. That was a joke. I had Edmonton taking that series in six. I, I thought Winnipeg was going to put up a fight, but I just figured like McDavid has had an unbelievable year to the point where it's like, this guy can just take over any game. Doesn't matter who they're playing. I was clearly wrong. Knock on wood. That's the only series I've gotten wrong so far. Everything else is looking good. I'm in third place in my bracket pool right now with my buddy. So that's huge. But I don't know, man, like poor Connor McDavid. And they they were grilling him too after uh, in the po in like the postseason press conferences about like, what do you think? What do you think about this team going forward? Are you nervous? And he's like, I don't know what to tell you, man. He's like, I don't put the team together. So that was that. Um, the Avalanche are an absolute wagon of a team. I love Ryan O'Reilly for the blues. He's probably one of my favorite players in the league. They got the, they got absolutely fucked with the COVID bug to St. Louis and they weren't going to win that series, but at the avalanche are just ridiculous to watch. Yeah, so they're your, what's it called? I said last episode, my buddy said, why do I not put a hundred on the abs right now? Because they just look, say, so I think it was like plus two seventy. The favorites right now are probably the Bruins and the abs. When you assume, say that, I mean, I would actually, I would actually say, I would probably say if I had to rank them, I would say like Colorado's probably one A, one B, Tampa. I would say Vegas. Yeah, okay. Vegas is up there for a lot of people. I'd probably put Boston towards the back of that. I think Toronto. Yeah, I just because I think there's other teams that just have are just better. Like just okay, fine. Uh, Okay, give me those other teams other than the two I listed because I think when I've watched. To be fair, I've watched those two series more than any other series. I've watched Colorado, and I've been able to watch Boston more than other teams. Other than those two teams, who do you think wins the cup? I would say, I would say that Vegas is is in the mix. I would say Colorado, and I would say Tampa. I don't see any other team outside those three teams. Toronto right now without Tavares, and I think he skated this morning. I don't know if you guys saw Tavares get Disgusting. hit. Disgusting. We're not even going to talk oh about it. That was God. one of the grossest things I've ever seen. Oh, my God. And then the shout-out to the to the fucking training staff that just let him. Yeah, what? I mean, it's just like, okay, let's That's let's just I toss this guy over our shoulder. They were, That'll work. They came, when they came back with, like, his injury report, they were like, yeah, he's probably out two weeks with a concussion and a knee injury. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. They let the guy's body weight. He folded, he folded in half like a lawn chair. So I think Toronto without Tavares, it, it could be in trouble. I think Jack Campbell, what a story for Jack Campbell in that Port Huron kid. Gotta love it. But just a guy that struggled so heavily trying to make it in pro hockey. Finally gets his shot this year and he cements himself and he's been pretty good, but I don't know how, I don't know how confident I can be with a guy like that going deep into the playoffs. You, you need a goalie. Like, that's the thing. And Vasilevsky in Tampa, you always have a chance. He's the best, one of the best goalies in the league. Vegas having flurry, and in worst-case scenario, you go to Robin Lehner. That's huge as well. Philip Grubauer for the abs, like – I'm, I'm going to be one of those guys that's going to have to put my hand up at the end of when things are all said and done. If they, if they actually make a run, 
I don't think Philip Grubauer is all that tremendous, but he's played some good hockey. So we'll have to see if he can keep them in it. But I would say Colorado Vegas and uh, Tampa, like those are the teams that I think can get it done. The Islanders in Bruins series is going to be fantastic. I had the Isles to win in seven. They got it done in six. That team, dude, plays such good structure. I mean, Barry Trotz, I love Barry Trotz. They play such good structured hockey. They're so good on defense. And they're just, they just find ways to put the puck in the net. Sorokin's been really good in net for them. Um, I just think that they they just had more in the tank when it and that I I don't know if you guys watched that Islanders Pens game. Holy shit. Was First that period was nuts. Buzzing. And and the I and I was reading like the Spit and Chicklets had their gambling corner before the game. And I feel comfortable talking about gambling now as a 21-year-old. It's legal in Michigan. How are you? So the gambling corner is like, yeah, the play today is all three unders hitting in these games parlay it and that game's two to two like you sit down and you open you you crack open a can of coke and that game's two to two and then that game absolutely explodes in the middle frame and that place that i think the islanders scored two goals in like 13 seconds and the lid blew off the coliseum that team and that fan base are just tough. They're just a tough bunch to play against. So I don't think the Islanders are going to get past the Bruins, but my God, is that series going to be good? Cause the Bruins play some hard nosed hockey as well. Um, the lightning and Panthers series was great. I gave the Panthers a couple courtesy games to have that series go to six and then Tampa lock it up. Um, Tampa is just, there's just such a complete team and you get Kucherov and Stamkos back. Good luck to everyone else. Um, we already talked about Oilers Jets. I think the Leafs, I hope the Leafs can close this series out uh, tonight against the Canadians. I, they're just better up and down the lineup. I hate to say it. Good for the Preds for putting up a fight against the Hurricanes. I think the Hurricanes are probably, I think the Hurricanes play the best team hockey maybe out of any team. That's my team. That's who I'm rocking with is Carolina. Rob the bod, baby. Rob, Rob the, bod. the bod. God, dude, he's such – that team is so – they're so buttoned up, and they play with such great pace. They're so good defensively. Nadelkovich and that former Whaler, thanks for coming. He's been unbelievable. Um, I, I didn't think the Preds were going to get a game out of this series and they've in, you know, playing at Bridgestone, like they've, they were able to sneak a couple games. So good for them. Um, what else do we have here? I'm trying to, I'm trying to rack my brain with all these series that are left. I mean, I know they're all pretty much over right now. Um, I guess the last one is what the wild in Vegas and dude, I throw a parlay down last night to have all the series end. Vegas could have got it done in six. I had Tampa to win in six. Like I said, I had the Isles to win in seven. They won in six. And I had Vegas in six. And they got absolutely blanked by Cam Talbot and Cole last night. They're Mike Stanley Cup winner in my bracket. They have no shot. And I just told you. I just told you that they're a team that that out of the, the, my three teams that could win the Cup – they're going to see Vegas or they're going to see Colorado next round. If they can get past the wild, they've never won a playoff series at home. They've never finished a series at home. The Knights, believe it or not. And Minnesota in that series going into that game last night was 0-2 at home. And they've been outscored like nine to two in their own barn. And they just put on an absolute clinic defensively against Vegas. 
Vegas couldn't get anything going in the offensive zone. They couldn't make passes. They couldn't get the puck to the middle. Cam Talbot stood on his head. I was sick to my stomach that that's how I, I knew it. I knew it. As soon as those first two games hit, I'm like, Vegas is the team that's going to fuck me. They're not going to win the series in six like I had. They're going to have to get it done in seven, and I'm going to lose the parlay. I had two and a half units on it to bring back some cash, and it just didn't happen. But Vegas is a pretty complete team. They're scrappy. They play hard. And when you have Marc-Andre Fleury in that, you have a chance to win every game. So Friday night, if you haven't watched any of the NHL playoffs, I implore you to turn the TV on at 9 p.m. And you see how that barn is lit up in Vegas for a game seven with this Golden Knights team who probably has the best shot to win the cup as they ever had as a franchise. And they were in the cup final. People forget that. And they've been poking around for the last couple of years but I think that Vegas has a real shot. I the, the hockey world deserves to see Vegas, Colorado. They deserve to see Toronto, Edmonton, because I think seeing Matthews and McDavid go toe-to-toe would have been great. But if you're not an if you're not a hockey guy, turn on the playoffs Friday night. Check out Vegas. You're going to love the Islanders Bruins series because they're going to beat the piss out of each other. And if Vegas wins this game Friday. And you're going to get to see Vegas and Colorado. You're going to get a chance to see one of the most high-octane offenses that this league has seen this year against one of the most sound and buttoned-up, well-oiled, structured defensive units with one of the best goalies to ever play the game in Vegas. And if that doesn't make you a hockey fan, I don't know what will. I hope we get the chance. I think we will. But, my God, has it been fun. And I can't wait until my team's right back in the mix. I'll tell you what. What's it called? The one thing, this is very off topic as we close hockey talk. Like those courtside, know how like the Nets have all those like celebrities front row for the game and stuff? Like say you got like two seats and you're like a regular Joe and stuff, but like you got money. Who are you bringing? Are you bringing like, you have a date on your arm or you're like, okay, you're inviting one of like, are you inviting one of the fellas? Like courtside to sit next to Spike Lee. Oh, that's a fellas, great. fellas, every time. I want the first I'll, rounder. I'm probably bringing a date because I'm like, hey, I, I sit next to okay. Spike Lee. That's, <laughs> that's, like, what's up? I I don't need like, I don't need my 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 butt. I don't need Will getting in an altercation with Trey Young in the second quarter of a game. That's that's fair, dude. If it's a first round Pistons game, I would maybe take a date. My thing though, it, 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 I you gotta bring someone who's gonna appreciate it, man. If it's like, if, if it's yeah, but they they'll appreciate it. Like your court side. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true, Collins. They'd probably appreciate it more than they ever would. Um, no, but you gotta bring one of your friends. You gotta bring a buddy. I don't know. Try here. Okay, so that, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, if if it's like. So we're talking basketball courtside seats, right? And we're talking yeah, like yeah, yeah, garden. Yeah. I'm saying if you have the opportunity to do that, that's like such a flex play. Yes. If bring If you can bring like a – you find the best-looking girl that follows you on Instagram. Well, you, no, that's not – no, you don't do that either, though. <laughs> well, okay, here. Game – the person I'm bringing game one 
is different than if it's like game seven. Because exactly. if it's, if it's Good game point. seven and you're in, in like it's your team and you're sweating like with every inbounds pass, you're like sweating out the entire game. I got to have a guy like Trent next to me who just like gets Trent it. Trent kicked out, dude, immediately. Because I can't have like – there's like 30 seconds left and like my girlfriend is like, can we go up and get nachos? And I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like like that's – and there, what's that commercial that's going around right now that it's like here's the, all the people who have like spent the, the whole game like explaining the game to someone? Not that like I mean to be like sexist and like, like be an ass about it, but, you know, it's like when my mom like – my, when I'm watching like hockey with my mom, I've had the playoffs on in my living room. My mom walks in, I get a million questions about the game. It's like, she's like, who's winning? Like who's on the team? That's like, mom, like, it doesn't matter. Like it just, it's a hockey game. Like I'm, like, I'm watching, like I'm watching Boston and Washington. I got a million questions. It's like, I just, I don't know. It's just hockey. I'm just watching it. But yeah, it's a different, you got to pick and choose your spots. Game seven. It's with the fellas. Game one. Bring Respectable the- lady. Yeah respectable lady that i respect and trust and love with my, my whole heart um no, but you, all can't, right. you can't do like i'm gonna just dm some random girl on instagram like that's not working out at all now they just expect nice things or like buddy <laughs> yeah i don't have these nice things yeah um all right let's talk I, we do we should get in a little bit of tigers here last thing as far as national sports are concerned phil mickelson i mean what a story Collins, I know you were probably watching the entire thing. I Tears. think you're, you're a Kapka guy too. Or I like Brooks Kapka a lot. Yeah, what's it called? The whole Bryson and Kapka thing's a watcher. It just really is. It's Bryson crazy. sucks. I'm team team bro. No, Bryson is a nerd. It's sort of like like Bryson. I don't want to. I'm not going to say the word, but he's a he's a nerd. Wiener. He's just a nerd. He's a wiener, and I, he's just a wiener. He's but, a hard. He's a hardo. He's such a hardo. Collins is frozen, but Rabs, you'd be surprised to hear I actually watched this too. Well, okay, let's b- b- before we get into oh, Collins is back, but I the thing with Bryson is like I respect the fact that the guy cares about his craft. I I wish he would go about it in a different way because like the gym stuff is like golfers like there are definitely some golfers out there like you look at like harry higgs and you're like this guy's never been in the weight room but he's like a lovable guy i like how bryson's like dialed into the science of the game but he is just kind of a bit much so the brooks and him thing is great it's great for golf um but i will i i want to focus on like phil here and phil mickelson to me is first of all the fact that he's 50 years old Winning this major is unbelievable. And you have to understand, like, as a kid growing up, my dad's a left-handed golfer. And anyone that's a lefty golfer, like, like owns Phil. Like, Phil's the guy. You know, it's like this weird – it's like this weird, like, ownership of, like, Phil's a lefty. He's a, he's a legend in the game. Like, that's my guy. So, I my dad's always liked Phil – Growing up for me, it was like Tiger and Phil to this day. There's guys that have come along that I like, but no one like he's just such a likable guy, Phil. Like the thumbs up, the calves, the the shoes, the 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 coffee, like everything about Phil for me is just he's just such a likable guy. And to see him go out there and play as good as he did. And and for anyone that's watched the golf and has watched Phil Mickelson 
not only over the last year, but like the last like handful of years, I'm just like, you're just waiting for the collapse. It's like, okay, where's, where's Phil going to implode? And he was able to just keep it together and seeing him hit those shots and seeing him get the crowd that follows him up from behind. It was just so awesome. I couldn't have been happier to see the guy win. And I don't care if Phil ever wins a tournament for the rest of his career before he goes senior tour full time. Like that was it for me. That's like, that's like me watching the lions. Like when, like win a playoff game, it's like, like, okay. Like they, like I'm happy now. You know, I, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't compare him to the lions because I need the lions to win a super bowl before I die. But I'm just like so content now that I've been able to see Phil after years, I don't know when the last time he won. It's been a while since he won a major. I know that, but it's like 2013 at the Open. Yeah. I mean, like, God, dude, it was just so awesome. Like, what a it great- was sick because he was just like the best player the whole week. It wasn't some fluke. Like he was just like kind of nasty the whole week. And he's like, when Kapka hits his drive, three sits, he sits, and then he's like, right there, Phil. Yeah, and then Phil out drives him by like ten yards. That was sick. Um. The sunglasses, like old Phil has kind of become like funny. Yeah. Cause there's like mid two thousands, like man, boob Mickelson. You got like that <laughs> whole vibe. Now it's just like, Phil's kind of like shredded and he's got like the sunglasses and he's like the hitting bombs. He's doing the fireside with Phil. He's doing the match. He's just a likable dude. So it was cool to see, but like, I kind of liked how like him and Kepka and the crowd was sick the whole time. It, like that Sunday was like the first time I was like, Oh, we're getting back to normal. Because he had the New York Nets team, and, like, people have already said that. The New York Nets team and the PGA. But, like, I like the whole Kepka-Phil dynamic because everyone wanted Phil to win, and I'm, I like Kepka. But Kepka is one of those guys that I don't give a shit. Like, he revels in the fact that he could have ruined, like, Phil being the oldest major winner. That's why I like that group so much. And I think you're starting to see that in golf more, a little bit more, like, interpersonal things which helps the game because when Tiger, like there was there, like Tiger and Phil had angst towards each other. I don't think it was ever like hatred, like Kepka and like Brooks, like hate each other. And I, I don't doubt that a lot of other people don't hate Brooks and Bryson. You know what I mean? Like they're two very like polarizing people. So all good for the game, all good for the game. So it was a good Sunday. Good Sunday. Yeah, it was sick. Trent, you said you were watching as well. You were tuned in. Yeah. Well, I went golfing for the first time and, 11 oh, years right. like 57 so i'm just automatically now a golf guy right you just that's how that works i got clubs i i bought a i bought a new glove i bought uh i, I love it yeah yeah no i it was it was a great time like i just i can see why you guys love it when in fact we should all go but we'll plan that some other time um yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah so i was i was tuning into the to you know the pga stuff i wasn't like locked in but I mean, I, I, lo- I love Brooks Kepka just because of the pardon my take stuff, but I, I was rooting for Phil as well for all the reasons you guys laid out. Uh, Ravs, I think, yeah, you said the thing about left-handed golfers. My brother Brock's left-handed golfer, and oh. he and I talk about all this stuff, so we love Phil. So it was great to see. I agree. I concur with everything you guys said. I can't really add anything on a golf front, but it was, it was pretty fucking sweet. So awesome, man! I love Phil. Let's uh, let's do the Tigers here, and then we'll, Trent, do you have a trifecta? Is that a stupid question? I do. Let's do a little bit of Tigers. I know, like people listening to this pod today, be like, "What the fuck are these, are these guys been doing for an hour?" Like, but hey, it's a it's like a slow week for us over here. There's nothing going on, but the Tigers right now, as we're sitting nineteen and thirty, five and five in their last ten, they got the series finale against the Tribe this afternoon. 
A um, couple talking points here that I want to touch on. I mean, I guess we can talk about the play of the team, obviously. They've been a lot better. They, they're they kind of slowing down off that heater they had where they were, like, unbelievable for a week or two, right off the heels of me essentially throwing the entire organization in the toilet. But um, they've been better. I guess the two storylines here, number one, Jacoby Jones gets sent to triple-A ball. I have to imagine that this is the last time we've seen Jacoby Jones. Like, I, I'm sure he'll uh. be – this year but like are we done yet with jacoby jones like i don't it dude it's been such a weird turnaround with guys like willie castro jacoby jones and victor reyes because they all had really nice years last year and then like they come back and they stink so i don't know i mean his approach all year i mean he's never been a high walk he's a high strikeout low walk rate guy which is not a great recipe and he was one of the best fastball hitters in baseball last year can't find that so might as well send him down to Toledo last. I think this is Rabs. I think it's probably like the last chance for him. Like, I think he will come up one more time this year. And like, if it's just not there, I, I, I want to see his say his deal runs out or he's like in arbitration this year. He's at that age or something like that. Yeah. He's 28. Look, my, my thing with Jacoby, my thing with Jacoby Jones is just like, if you can't hit, and it sounds so basic, but I'd rather – Rabs, we joke about the Badoo boner early in the year. You know, like I'd rather just have Akil Badu out there who's 22 years old who, who at least, you know, can hit a lot better than Jacoby can. And he's got a couple a couple kinks in the armor to work out in center, but I think he could figure it out. Like I'd rather – I'm at that point. You know what I mean? Like the Tigers, we joke, yeah, they're on a heater here. And Collins and I both think they can go 500 the rest of the way. But it's like they're still not a playoff team. I'm not like – I'm not over here tr- pounding the table for – you know, Robbie Grossman to play every day and, and Jacoby Jones to play Grossman's every day. Grossman's been good. Grossman has been good. But, um, no, I, I, I'm just at the point where I'd rather Badu play in center every day because you, you also have Riley Green coming up the pipeline, which people forget. I mean, not, it's not going to be this year, um, but maybe next year. So, Jacoby Jones, I just – I don't want to say he's overstayed his welcome because he had a couple nice moments, but it's just like it hasn't panned out. And, yes, Rabs, to your point, he's now 29 years old. So, I, I do think – I think he might be up and down the rest of the year, um, but I think this is his last year with the Tigers. Well, um, go ahead, Colin. What's it called? So the Tigers are like – they've had like two, three different stretches this year where I think they like – they had that weird stretch where they won like five in a row, swept the Astros, and then they go, what, like two and 18, I think was their record, or like three – it was like three and 19, something like insane. And then they win like six in a row or something like that. I think they're just like in a like in this net stretch, just be like, okay, we're a below average baseball team. We're gonna win three to four games a week. Know what I mean? Like I, re- I I said this to Trent last week that they're gonna be like 500 baseball team. The lineups perked up a little bit. They have no consistent power, so they're not gonna be able to win consistently. The pitching, <laughs> starting pitching, has been pretty solid still. Cisnero and Fulmer have looked really good late, even though Fulmer gave up a walk-up home run to Santana, which I thought was a good pitch. It was just a good piece of hitting by Santana. Um, They're just average now. It's just – it is what it is, and it sucks that they're out of the race already this early. It just – because I think in a usual year, I think the way they started the year is the worst way they could have started the year. I truly believe that. That's like the worst version of this Tigers team – 
Like, and I, everyone's be like, no shit. They went three and 19. It's the worst version of any team in major league baseball. I get it guys. I'm just saying like, I really think like if you played out this season 10 times that they would probably be like six to five games below 500 and they're in the midst for a little bit longer this season. I really think they're closer to what we thought they were preseason than what we thought they were about two weeks ago. I agree with you 1000% because it's, it's like, yes, they've been wildly inconsistent, but after that terrible month of what was it? April after, after April, like this team has been somewhat exciting. What we thought they were going to be. They're not yes. great, but they're not horrible. Right. And, and uh, one more point too, is it's a big, I, I guess a lot of the reason that we thought they would be pretty good is because like you said, Collins, those guys like Willie Castro and Jones and Reyes were so good last season in the, in the shortened year. And you kind of expected them to come back and turn things around. But that hasn't happened. And then you've got Scope, who's terrible. And, and you know, the, the bullpen sucks again. So that it's just frustrating. Um, I What's it called? I like Funkhauser. I'll say that. Yeah. I'll hang my head. Like and Cisnero looks good. And Fulmer's electric. Fulmer's nasty. Fulmer's, like, one of the best closers in the league right now, it seems like. If that's going to be his role, like, he's fantastic at it. Hinch using him in the eighth inning against the top of the lineup instead of closing the game. Actual managing. Like, it's so about A.J. Hinch, but we're, like, actually in the 21st century of playing baseball with this Detroit Tigers. So, that's a nice sign. Um, I want to go back to Jacoby real quick. Just my final thoughts on that. I mean, I don't I – don't... Huge disappointment. Well, here's – does anyone remember how we got Jacoby? What trade was he a part of? Uh, uh, relief pitcher. Soria. Oh, that's right. To Pittsburgh? Yep. And then he got popped for 50 games for steroids. They literally the first two weeks he was in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So um my my thought process on Jacoby is this. He comes over when he's like 24 years old. This is his batting at I'll I'll take you through his batting averages over the years. 214, 170, 207, 235. 268 and 170. He's a career 212 hitter. And this guy strikes out so much. It's like you turn on any given Tigers game and you're probably watching Jacoby Jones walk back to the dugout with his with his hand in his pants. So to me, like Jacoby Jones, because he's like he, he's a very good athlete, and I think he's a very good defensive center fielder, but you've looked at Jacoby Jones over the last five to six years. And it's like, okay, like this is clearly the guy they're trying to make the center fielder, you know, and you're just kind of, you've always been waiting for him to take the next step and take the next step. And you saw this year and I, and we bitch about it all the time, but you know, there's guys that can play the outfield. I mean, you have Badu who's kind of come out of nowhere. Obviously Robbie Grossman's more of a corner outfielder. Victor Reyes can play center field. And now Derek Hill batting 330 in Toledo right now. Sure, yeah. Derek Hill, Daz Cameron, uh, uh, Riley Green. So it's like, it's kind of a matter of piss or get off the pot here. And I don't bang the table with Jacoby Jones getting at bats the same way I do with Victor Reyes. I think Victor Reyes has, has earned the right to, to be in the lineup more often and he'll get that chance now, but especially that Jacoby's getting, getting sent down, but it's like, dude, you can't, I mean, granted in 30 games, he hit 268, like great, you know, for Jacoby, but dude, like you, you, you can't hit that, that, I mean, 142 strikeouts in 2018 in 129 games. 
Like he, like he, that just he like averages like a strikeout a game. It's like it's unbelievable a strikeout plus a game. Dude, so, he, he struck out on three pitches all the time too. Like well, he'll was- he'll definitely he'll definitely be back up this year. But I just think, especially like you said, Collins, if his contract is up, which I think it is after this year, and I don't know if he's if he's already turned twenty nine or if he'll turn thirty during this year, but it's like, dude, there's, there's, I don't know what more you need to see out of, out of Jacoby Jones. It just, it sucks. Cause again, it's just another guy who you've been rolling the balls out every single day with this guy. And you're like, all right, man, go ahead. Like we're trying to give you center field and he just simply can't hit. So I, I don't think that you'll see him beyond this year. Uh, I also, I, I had this point here about Al Avila's comment he made this week about, the Tigers having one of the best starting pitching rotations in major league baseball, which I think is one of the most disingenuous things that I've heard here in the year 2021 like that. I just, I mean, like get a clue. I, I, I really don't get that whole point. I think Mize and Scooble have looked a lot better over the last couple of starts. I'll give them that. Um, my last thing here is we wrap up Tigers and go to the trifecta. It feels like we've been talking for three hours, but I love it. Nico Goodrum. Oh yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to look. I don't know why I didn't look before. Jacked him into space. Why I didn't look before this show about like who leads the major leagues in errors. This guy once a game, like routine plays, just like makes hair. Like it's every. Dude, he day. fucked up. He fucked up. Mises no hitter. You and catch I catch your I, breath. You catch your breath every. I'm mean, hit to shortstop. You're like. I think think I know every time it's hit to shortstop. Yeah. I think Collins is just trying to say you cut out for a sec, but every time Nico Goodrum gets the ball hit towards him, you just got to like hold your breath and you cringe a little bit. It's it's the, what's the, what does everyone always say? The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. I mean, Nico Goodrum's best asset and he's not even a very good hitter, but like his bat has been there at times. I just I don't I don't understand what the deal is with like trying to make this guy an everyday player for this team. I I can't I cannot stand it. He is such a bad defender on a team that sucks in the field. He's not a good outfielder. He's not good at short. He's not good at second. I'm fine with him being at first so you can like give Miggy a break because I'd rather have Jonathan Scope playing second base because you know he can make plays. Every game I watch when Nico Goodrum's at short, he makes an error immediately in the game. Like <laughs> immediately, immediately. I can't, like, I don't care to get angry about it. But it's like it's laughable, like how they try to make Nico like he's gonna be an everyday guy, no matter what we're gonna get him in the lineup, and he's gonna be in the field too. And that's the thing with the Tigers is like they have so many guys that suck in the field, and you have to DH Miggy to keep him healthy. But on the days that you put Miggy at first, it's like, well, we need Mazzara's bat in the lineup, so we're going to have to DH him, but no one else can hit, so let's put Nico at short. And it's like, well, Wilson Ramos is so bad behind the plate, but – Oh, my God. The power, so we can DH him. It's like, oh, my God. I can't take it. Fucking Nico Goodrum. Unbelievable. I yeah. got to 
this guy play every day. Dude, he's just he makes an error a game. It's like Willie Castro stints at shortstop too, but I just like every time Nico Goodrum is like even throwing the ball, like I'm like, oh my god, this is this is it's just like horrible vibes. Like can we like bring Zach short up? I don't even care. Just give me a shortstop who's actually relatively like competent. Like yeah. And that's what I think. I mean, it, me and all my buddies are like, bring Trevor Story home. Like, stuff like that. Like, if the Tigers actually don't have, like, a normal shortstop by next year, like, I don't, like, it's unbelievable. Like you said, Ravs, it's insanity. It's uh, it's insanity watching the shortstop position play. Because you thought you had something in Willie Castro. You know, you knew he wasn't a plus defensive guy last year. But, like, since his bats kind of cooled down and, like, He's looked even more like it looks like the 12 U Rochester Rockies trying to turn double plays on a major league baseball team in Detroit. So I just, that, that'll be the last thing I will say. Yeah, I, I can't take it, but I, I know we've been going for a while. We'll wrap up Tigers. Hopefully we'll have more on them next week, but Trent, let's do the trifecta and we can let everyone move on with their day today. All right, trifecta, we can make this quick. First question, Stan on Tigers. Rabs, how do you feel about Chip Hale? Nah. I fucking hate Chip Hale. Yeah, okay, well, can you explain why other than that one time? I don't I don't have any other – I don't – what else do I need from you? For, like, what do you need? <laughs> You'll forget Rabs threatened that guy's life. Did I actually? I yeah, know. it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> Chip Hale, there was another – there was another, like, I'm trying – I, I – it, the 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 moment escapes me of I don't know if he like sent if he like didn't send someone home recently in the last couple weeks or like he I don't know but I just I that 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 game I watched with between sending Miggy and whatever else happened in that game to where I just had to like turn the TV off as a third base coach I should not even like know your name. You should be like, do you do your oh, job? Oh, come on! You not you you remember Gino? You remember well, Gino? Yeah, but, but my point is, is like it's like an umpire. Like it's not about you. Do your job. Make like in like we can like you don't have to be that big of a part of the game. Chip Hale is like always a part of the game. It seems like I can't. I have. I don't know where he like came from or like what he like why AJ Hinch loves him, but I don't. Whatever. He's just whatever. Okay. All I'm right. Sure like, I'm sure there's stats on third base coaches getting guys thrown out or whatever, and I have no idea if he's if he's like an objectively good third base coach. But I he 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 his there have been some times where it's like, dude, you gotta be fucking kidding me. All right. Uh, second question. You guys both kind of touched on this earlier when we were talking. Oh, Collins, about- Collins, do you like Chip Hale? Whatever. I don't care. Shout out Chris Fetter. The guy's a beast. The pitching coach. But continue. Okay, um, who are who's your favorite golfer after Tiger? Because I know you guys are both Tiger guys, but like, is it Phil? Probably, uh, after Tiger? Yeah, after Tiger. Who's next? Probably. I love Brooks. I've always liked Brooks, but um, not Brooks though. Uh, Phil's a beast. This is a tough one because I like I like most golfers, and I hate like I just hate Bryson and a couple other guys, but like all. Oh. Trying to think of a random guy that I just like really love. I'm like, Ricky. God, I just really love his game. You like Ricky? I love Ricky. My dad has like this thing for like he's like concerned about Ricky. He's like, how's he doing? 
Like, yeah, I'm like, dad, he's fine. He said every sponsor in the world is like, I don't know if he's going to get his master's exemption next year. He missed it this year. He's like losing his mind about it. I'm like, dad, relax. He's fine. And I love dude, my dad said this to me. I think he said to me like 30 different like occasions and about 30 different players. Every time a golfer gets married, like there's like a huge storyline. You're like, is he focused on the game? I'm like, what? Is, like, it's not like these guys didn't have girlfriends before. It's so funny to me. They're like, yeah, I mean, he got married. He's not a kid. Can't hit the range as much. I'm like, yeah. it's actually like the dot. Like my dad says it to me every like, so yeah, ever since Ricky got married, eh, not the same guy. Uh, Rams, do you have anyone that's like kind of off the bean path that you really, I have guys. I just can't think of their names right now. I mean, Tiger, Tiger and Phil are like 1A, 1B for me again, just, just growing up with them. Tiger's one above you know I love, dude. Scores. I love, I love Kuchar. I love Matt Kuchar. I hate Kuchar. Really? Hate Golly, he's a, man. He's a cheap bastard, dude. Pay yeah, your caddy. That is a that that is a brutal story. I like Ricky. Um, I don't like Bryson. I'm I don't to, like Spieth. You know who I don't like too? I don't like Oosthuizen. What? I can't stand looking at his face and his teeth. Uh, maybe that's very. You know who I like? That's random. Shane Lowry, the Irishman. Yeah, he's cool. Shane Lowry and Francesco Molinari. I'm trying to think of who else I like. Fleetwood. Uh, I love Tommy Fleetwood. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love great Tommy. hair. I like Fleetwood. I like J-Day. I like Justin Rose. Love J-Day. Love J-Day. I like Stenson. I like, you know who I like? Brent Snedeker. I do. I do love Stenson. Or it's just like, yeah, man. Every time he gets to the T, the one thing they say about Stenson is like, that three wood. It's like Peter Jacobson in the booth, literally just like, He's like fainting, like he needs a fan to fan himself down after Stetson hits a three wood. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, Trent, who's your guy? I mean, I I, I got to get one. That's why I'm asking. I don't. I think my guy is Brooks. I know that's cliche, but I love Brooks. I, I think you should be, Brooks. you should become a Rory guy. Let me let me tell you a quick story, quick funny story. We we used to go mini golfing in Ludington at my grandparents' cottage when we were like kids, and. We always picked a golfer, but I never watched golf, so I never, like, could give myself one. So Brock always gave me one, and he gave me Steve Stricker. Love that. Love Stricker. Great putter. The king of the John Deere classic. Yeah, that. so that was my guy, but he, I think he's now, like, 55 years old or something like I that. I think he's a Ryder Cup captain this year. Shout out Stricker. Okay. Well, <laughs> good for Stricker's, Stricker. like, the, one of those guys that's like, yeah, Stricker gave a putting lesson to Tiger this week. He's really rolling the rock well this week. <laughs> that's like all Stricker was good for basically even though he won like 30 times on tour well that's all right there we go um all right final question to round things out because our listeners might care about our personal lives they might and Collins is now now uh commuting down to Toledo every now and then for work how are your guys's jobs going you're both in the professional field <laughs> it's, it's a job just that's just give funny. us yeah but give us My like an update answer, like it's like Collins job. like like, what do you do every day? You got to, like, tell the people what you do. I, I am a board operator at iHeart Toledo. And how that is it been going? Do you, do you like your coworkers? Are you making friends? It's, like, still COVID time, so there's not a ton of people in there. So Okay. Do they give you – are you on the mic ever, Collins? No, not yet. I will be in the fall eventually. 
Really? I'm going to call in every day. It's not like that. Not like that. I'll be like the pregame host for like Toledo sports. Oh, nice. Like Toledo, like college? The, yeah, know? just like the Rockets. Yeah, like Maxion. Maxion, baby. Eventually. So I don't know. It's still a long way away. Is this a job? Jo- Are you full-time? No, part-time. But it's not an internship? No. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. The fact that, like, Ravs and I don't know the details was kind of ridiculous. I don't know why we – Very close to the vast cons. Well, I'm whatever. I It's a job. A job's a job. Right, 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 right. Ravs, how's your job? Olympia's back up and running. LCA's open. The, the DTE, you got stuff going on there. Yeah, man. I mean, it's – hey, with all the new changes that have come about in the last week or so with, uh, with the COVID rules and regulations in Michigan – um, I worked the first event that I worked out there, which actually was, it was really cool. So it was the Oxford high school graduation that was at DTE, which technically opened up the DTE season. And every year, like the, the opening concert every year has always been Eddie money who Rest in peace. No longer with us. So I think this year it's James, is it James Taylor? I might have that wrong. I think it might be it might be Chicago. Actually, might be the opener. Dude, there. how do they not just get an Eddie Money like cover band? Well, we, people were talking about like get his band out there and throw a hologram. Dude, up. I I can't believe I never knew that. I never knew that Eddie well, Money. That, that's like a big. That was a big. Uh, you're in high school in Metro Detroit. Let's go to Eddie Money and sneak yeah, some food. Just to open. It I up. never did it, but all my buddies did Dude, it. Dude, Eddie up? Money. Let, what, let me tell you a quick little one-off. So, you know, at the end of the year when everyone like posts their Spotify like top five artists and shit, yeah. and it's like annoying because no one cares. But yeah. like, you look. It's fun to like look at your own analytics. My fifth artist was Eddie Money. He made it into my top five. What do you listen to Eddie Money that much for? There's, there's, there's four songs that I just love, and I listen to them, like, a good amount. Yeah, and I, I only listens to Motley Crue and Prince and everything else. Yeah. Is like, I listened to Eddie Money one time in, like, mid-June. No, no, it, it went – I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what happened. It went Eddie – no, it went Motley Crue, Prince, Jay-Z, Cher, Eddie Money. Cher, though. Yep, love Cher. I love that you love Cher. That's such a funny thing. Oh, I'm a share. I'm a share guy. Like when share dies, I'll I'll be like laid up in bed for a couple days. Okay, Jesus, um, that's very morbid. I got tweet. I have tweet notifications on for share, and she like lets you know when she's taking a shower. She's a weirdo. I love her. Um, but share. Back to my so so the Oxford graduation. It was cool because they made part. This whoever was speaking at this graduation was was awesome. Guy was just fired up about like. We didn't think we were going to be here and we made it, you know, like you got to give credit to these seniors, man, in high school that have just gotten the absolute shaft. But he made some comment about like, this is the first event that this venue has seen in like two years. And that kind of like hit me like, wow. So it's, it's, it's really nice to be able to be back in the swing of things and see these events being put on the calendar. So I don't know, man. It's I, you know, I, I love, I love working for the company that I do because I get to be around some cool events and some fantastic people. And, you know, I always said like sports are, are what I know and what I do. So to be able to work in, in that industry is fantastic. So it's just been a lot of getting the uh, amphitheaters ready from the back end to get things uh, rolling for these concerts and whatnot and welcome people back to, uh, to live in again so um yeah man it's been 
it's been busy, but busy is good. You know, busy and having responsibility in your life is, is a good thing because trust me, I went many, many months and weeks after graduation of, or even like during school of like not really having that. And it's like, well, this sucks. Like, you know, life's kind of boring. So, but it's been good. All right. Well, thanks for coming. That's all I got. What's up? I think we can now conclude our three hour show. When it Trent, when are you when do you start uh wiping the preschoolers' asses this I, I start that June seventh. But I was telling Collins before you got on Rabs, I got a job at a liquor store two nights a week. Dude, that you had a TV set up in there? Um, no. Have you ever been hey, Rabs? I I TV, do you go to Jonah's ever in East Atlanta? Yeah, I've been to Jonah's, yeah. The guys who work behind the liquor like counter, not when it when it's like pretty laid back, like on a Sunday morning, I would go there and like get a water or like a lemonade because I wasn't feeling that good and I needed a little sugar, like a little pick me up. <laughs> especially in the fall, especially in the fall, TB, when we weren't live for green and white, I would go there all the time. Get like a huge Dasani, get maybe like a pink lemonade and feel and a Bruder's bagel. But like the guys just watch an office behind the counter. I'm like, this is unreal. They have a huge TV, so the guys at the cash register can just watch TV all day. That's a great gig. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I got to tell you, though, it's funny. This this place I work is right on the corner, like right outside my neighborhood. It's it's a, it's a like a it's, it's a quarter-mile drive. So I saw – No profit right there. No gas money. What yeah. a fantastic job. Last night alone, my first shift, I worked for five hours and I saw three of my friends' dads. It was great. Oh yeah, it's Trent, just. Awesome. I don't know. I don't know that area well enough to know. Like, you got like bulletproof glass up there. Are you are you gonna be in trouble over there? Is there any potential? Uh... You get you get some characters, but it's it's usually pretty fine. I'm in a good part. No, of No, no. What's it called? What are the three of your like da- your buddies' dads? Did they all get IPAs? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Two of them got IPAs. Before he drives home. One, one like, got yeah, a- I gotta, give me an M43 and some Voodoo Rangers. Let's, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, two of them got IPAs and one of them got a chilled bottle of wine. That was, Love that. that. Was, Love that. Which makes sense if you know the guy. But neither here nor there. I think we can wrap it up. My bad. Didn't mean to get on a tangent. No, no, no. We're good. Here's, I just saw this thing come across Twitter too. If we're already going three hours, might as well make it three hours in one minute. Dave Burkett, Lions, DC, Aaron Glenn quote, we want ass kickers. This team, man, like (laughs) (laughs) there's, there's something, there's something about the Lions now where there's like, and I, I think a lot of it, you have to give credit to guys like the pardon my take guys that get Dan Campbell on and just like, they love, this I the this Lions team, if they can like be somewhat relevant this year and the next couple of years, if they get like good, I think people are gonna gravitate towards this Lions team because they're like they, they have the quotes, they need to be on hard knocks. They I don't know who's up for it this year, but God, dude, the Lions with Dan Campbell, like it could be I, I, I'm trying to think of other teams that like fans just kind of jumped on and like they really like because they're just like a quotable fun team in any sport but i think the lions have like an opt-out though because if you have a first year coach i think you don't have to yeah, do you, it. yeah correct that's right but it'd be cool if they did but i don't know man they're just they're just like there's so like all these guys like we just want guys to kick ass we need guys to just play hard it's like i love it but like let's see something you know so hey i love it apparently they're gonna play a three four and trey flowers is gonna be an outside linebacker i love that Dude, how about Jamie Collins changing his number to eight? 
Yeah, Penny Sewell getting 58. Let's go. I don't need Jamie Collins and eight just has like slow written on. <laughs> like that, that, that does. Has, call. That That's has a really like, good call. That has like put the yearbook away. Like this is going to like this is I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Barstool Combine video, like the original one when KF yeah. doing the three cone drill. And as soon as he takes off, just like deadpan, Portnoy goes, this is slow. Like that's just what I saw Jamie Collins switch his number to eight. And then my brain, I'm like, this is slow. Like yeah. this yeah. is bad. So I don't know, but all right. Hey, one more thing. One more thing. Randy Bullock picking number four is completely ridiculous. Four should never yeah, be worn by a, another yeah, kicker. It's a joke. It's a Dude, joke. I – I, I'm going to go out and say that Jason Hansen might be the most overrated player in Detroit Lions history. Collins, he's like he made one important field goal his whole time here. They were never in games. They never it didn't matter. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day, I remember that one. Missed two of those. I'm just saying, Hansen was good. Don't I hate when people are acting like the goat Hansen. Like, yeah, he's a good kicker. He also sucked. I don't care. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I don't want to go I don't want to go down this rabbit hole because I have so many issues with what you just said. But let's just we can wrap it up. We can wrap it up. All right, all right. That's all for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins. I'm Ryan Rabinowitz. Submit any questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts and we are on Spotify subscribe, follow, do whatever you got to do there. New episodes every single week. We will see you next time.